Welcome to another edition of Haunted Hangover Live. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by Manny. Still ironing out the uh, the technical difficulties when doing this live. Happens. Happens. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. We were just right before we were like we were about to go live. I was like, I'm gonna unmute us. Negative. <laughs> before that, OBS crashed on us. So oh, dude. It's just been it's one or you know, maybe hopefully we got through all the difficulties for the evening already. Hopefully that's <laughs> those were our issues for the night. Still still a work in progress when it comes to uh working OBS and just getting it going and doing a live show so yeah it's only our second one numero dos so we're still we'll we'll get it around 10 or 12 right (laughs) 25 30 that's when we really figure it out a wide margin of uh there or there buddy 2025 that's when we'll we'll finally be 2025 (laughs) full year from now but yes love day is right around the corner over there what is it on wednesday valentine's day is on wednesday right i think so yeah. <laughs> yes it is on wednesday gotta hide my i got what? laundry over there yeah, whatever man it wants to make a cameo in the in the, in the episode <laughs> you're, you're, no, you're, I the skulls skulls look better you're, you're, you're sure you think your your underwear hanging on a line or anything not that, it, not that laundry it's just a jacket <laughs> and a t-shirt <laughs> imagine that on Jesus. I wonder if there's anyone that's ever gone live and there's just like they're in their like apartment or house and there's just like underwear on the floor and they forget whole episode dirty underwear on the floor. There was I saw a video. (laughs) I saw a thing the other day. Some some person had gone to like done like a court appearance or something and they had a dildo on the back. Like on there, like where your bookcase is, just a dildo sitting there in a court appearance. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure they won that case. I'm getting. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully, I hope that. So the judge is like, "Oh God, I feel bad for you. Just take it and go. <laughs> you can have this one. This one's free. Go right mm-hmm. ahead." But yes, like I was saying, Valentine's Day. Speaking speaking of dildos, <laughs> there you go. Great great segue to, there. Maybe use them. Here you go. Valentine's Day. A day or two away, love mm-hmm. day, when you give uh, your significant other chocolate, flowers, a severed head in a box, whatever floats your boat. You I know did what that. I mean? <laughs> there you go. A literal severed head. <laughs> well, sort of, sort of. I got the Thanksgiving turkey, okay. the, uh, the, the turkey man, the head comes off. Ah. So I gave her that. She got, she got that, the Thanksgiving stuffed That's turkey. Cool. Turkey man, yeah, the head pops off. It's... I so know. I gave that to her today. <laughs> I remember I was at your house not long ago, and we were talking about send. You can name a roach after someone. Yeah. I. Oh yes, I have that. I, you uh, can send someone literal shit if you hate them, uh-huh. like an ex girlfriend. She did. Boyfriend. She got me a roach. <laughs> there she you got go. me the roach a few years ago. Some people would not consider that a gift because a lot of people are deathly afraid of roaches. <laughs> but you well, appreciated it, Manny. I've yet to know, get a roach. No roach. No faux severed heads. No, none of that stuff. <laughs> there it is, sealed with a hiss. Ooh, there you go. Very nice. This is the box. Came with little chocolates in it. But she named a roach at the uh, the Museum of Natural History, I believe it is. She got to name a roach for me, and I got a little <laughs> certificate for it. And she named it after uh, 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 the guy from uh, Creepshow. 
Oh, very nice. How romantic. <laughs> yeah, well, our creep sh- our, our wedding was creep show themed. Yeah. So. I was there. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, well, but nobody else watched. No one else know. No one else knows that. But yes. <laughs> so you're right. It makes sense. No, it does make sense when you think about it, for sure. Yes, that that's why she gave me a roach. I, I I've heard of the sending someone poop. Sending sending that's, someone shit. That's not so romantic unless you're into the coprophilia thing. Yes. In which case Shiza. Scatman. Scat man, there you go. <laughs> Different type of scat. <laughs> Although, this if you open a, if you open a, if you open a little heart shaped box with shit in it, you probably go. <laughs> yes, you would start scatting. A hundred percent. That's exactly what would happen. You would start. You would start scatting. <laughs> that is the sound that you would make. I think if someone sent that to me, I'd just drop the box and just not even realize. Scat? No, no, I wouldn't be like. No, no, scat free. <laughs> I saw something recently off off topic here when it comes to Valentine's Day. I saw a meme mm-hmm. of a certain someone who owns a wrestling company who's in a lot of trouble right now where they cut his head out and they put it over the scat man music video and i'm a scat man with his little mustache i saw that (laughs) i'm a scat man and if you know what we're talking about different kind of scat (laughs) different type of scat yes yes but back to valentine's day (laughs) speaking of scat bring it it, reel it in buddy reel it it back in back to valentine's day it's love love and and all that good stuff being with the person you adore and want to spend eternity with. Mm-hmm. What better thing to talk about than toxic relationships? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love and joy. And we've all been in one or two toxic relationships, so it's all good. We've all been. I don't think the severity of some of the things we're about, some of the characters we're about to talk Not about, pretty, pretty rough some of these situations and some of the mm-hmm. weird kind of plot and it's a very and i was looking at like just the six choices we have here all quite different different situations for each movie it's all movies we all no none of neither one of us picked a tv show or anything in this case gotta definitely in the future if we cover this topic again branch things out a bit but yes toxic relationships in horror and horror adjacent because I think yes. one of your picks technically is it's not horror, yes. But it's yes. like horror adjacent. It's, it's loved <laughs> by horror fans, but it is not a horror film. Mm-hmm. So still counts. Still in the same ballpark. Still works. But before that, mm. you wanted to give your thoughts on a on a new movie that also mm. is about love. I don't know if there's a toxic yeah. relationship in this movie because i have yet to see it so spoiler warnings you're not going to give too many spoilers no 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 i'm not going to spoil it all no no and that's Um, lisa frankenstein i got to see lisa frankenstein early actually i went to uh amc has scream unseen and i went to i got to see it monday movie came out last friday i got to see it last monday so uh I got to see it in nice, maybe like 10, 15 other people there too it was mostly empty theater so that was that was really nice too um so for those who don't know, who haven't seen it, who are curious, who are on the fence, I know you're on the fence as to whether you want to see it or not. You kind of like, I'm eh, sure it looks, I'll see it, it looks but... a little cheesy, but yeah, um, it's it's a really cute film. Uh, it's set in the 80s. All right. In the opening scene of the film, this is the only like real spoiler that you'll get. Still, it's literally the first two minutes of the film. 
Uh, a man in a mask breaks into Lisa's home and kills her mother in front of her. Mm. This guy just breaks in with a mask and kills her. Uh, so home invasion type thing. Lisa, played by Catherine Newton, who was in some shows that I have not seen. Okay. <laughs> she looks familiar. I'm not like, familiar looks, with it. The name doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, no, it didn't for me either, but she looks familiar. Um, she survives the attack. A year later, her father remarries the wonderful Carla Gugino. Oh, yeah. Know her. I'm familiar. Who doesn't want to marry Carla yeah. Gugino? <laughs> there you go. No. And Carla Gugino is the victim of the only part of the film that I think doesn't work. I'll get into that a little bit, but uh, so anyway, so since then, Lisa's become kind of a, like a closed off gothy type kid and her new stepsister is a bubbly cheerleader. She loves the cemetery. She knows deep stone rubbings and she's got an attachment to a very specific grave. He's got a head busted. It was a Victorian boy and that's Cole Sprouse plays him during a storm. One day, the, that specific grave is struck by lightning and he comes back to life just like Jason. Oh, okay. Very yes, cool. like Jason or Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, she cleans him up. She hides him in it. She hides him in his, uh, in her closet for a while and teaches him about goth music, which is great. <laughs> like the movie has a lot of gothiness to it. Like there's bow, there's, but she has Bauhaus poster on her walls, a Peter Murphy t-shirt, love and rockets soundtrack. Uh, 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 you know, the cure, all that, all, all that stuff. like. All the good stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of deep cuts in there, but nothing too crazy, but for the most part. Um, so she she starts to realize that he's he's not exactly, again, he's, he's kind of a zombie. She realizes that he needs new parts in order to get better. Mm, okay. Okay. And then she receives a shock from her at-home tanning bed. Combined the two, and this is how the creature starts to become alive again mm, all right that's the plot of the film when she well, realizes it's not exactly like frank parts. it's not like exactly no. like frankenstein in the traditional no. sense of like building a create like creating it's, a monster and all that no it's not no yeah it's kind of a mix of uh my boyfriend's back and heather's oh okay. with like elements of the corpse bride because it's kind of that young love mm. kind of new tim burton gothy yeah type thing, you know um, the only downside of the film is really, is really, really simple. And it's the sound design. It's my only complaint about the film, okay. the sound design and the music. Um, in the first half or so of the film, it feels like the score is like missing in some scenes, you know? And as a result, a lot of the jokes kind of fall flat. Hmm. It's unfortunate. Uh, if it had been a little bit sillier, like my boyfriend's back had with like the little bit of goofier music and sound effects, things like that, it would have brought the cartoonishness of the situations up. So when the movie starts to get darker and more violent, you get that huge swing of uh, uh, um, the contrast gotcha. of the style. And this is why I say that Carla Gugino's character, she's kind of the, she's the victim of this is because her character belongs in a John Waters movie. She's hmm. phenomenal. Okay. She's always Carla good in everything she's yes. in. So she's she's like the wicked stepmother with a Betty Crocker smile in a polka dot <laughs> dress. She's a stepper, she's the Stepford wife with a butcher's knife for a for, for like a forked tongue. She <laughs> she has the words, she says things that are just like gonna cut deep to Lisa's heart. Mm -hmm. But because of the lack of that silly soundtrack, it comes off as cruel. 
She should okay. be like sarcastic and pompous, sardonic, and it just comes off as very mean spirited. And it okay. kind of ruined her, ruined her character. And she's just like, whoa, this isn't even fun anymore. Like she's just being mean. Yeah. And um, and a couple other scenes kind of go in the same route simply because it's missing some of that cartoonish sound design to to say this is supposed to be funny. Laugh at it. It's the so Cody, in, right? She wrote yes. the script, yes. right? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I keep hearing a lot of people compare it to like Jennifer's body, which I do like Jennifer's body. Yeah. So But Jennifer's body had a lot of the same thing. The tone is so weird. Yeah. You know? The tone is very that. weird, not through the whole film, in some parts of it. Okay. And unfortunately, it's the big, it's those setup moments where the tone is off. So when it happens, so when other things happen later, you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you haven't set this up to be funny. So by the time we get to the point where this is supposed to be very ridiculous and over the top, like you're still wondering, are we laughing now or not? Yeah. Interesting. I've just I've seen a lot of people compare it. I think you said it, and like one other person or two other people I know said that it reminds them of Edward. It's like Edward Scissorhandsy, kind of not the same say type that, of movie. I've, but I've seen people say that. I don't. I don't totally see that. I think that's because of the obvious like Winona Ryder style goth. Yeah. That's in, you know, but I don't, I mean, there is, I mean, I guess it is because he's like this weird guy and she's in, she's likes him and she's taking care of him, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I it is. See I, it eventually. I can, ex I can see where they would say it, but I don't, but that's going to kind of spoil a couple of things here and there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too much into it. It is still a really great movie. I think people are going to absolutely love it. This is going to be like that new kind of goth girl movie. Yeah. You know, like Corpse Bride was obsessive. It's going to be a Hot Topic movie, basically. Yes, that's it. There you go. Yeah. It's the new. It's going to be the new Hot Topic movie, and it's totally good. It totally deserves it. It is a great, mm -hmm. really great, fun, cute, adorable love story of a film. Hmm. You know? but, hey, wait, is it in theaters now? Yes. Okay, so it is in theaters. It's not yes. going to streaming like Shudder or something like no, that. No, it's right in away. theaters now. It is gotcha. currently. It's It just opened this weekend. Yeah, so for Valentine's Day, it makes sense. Yep. Good date movie if you're into horror. Oh, and comedy. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, yeah but I gotta see If it. you can look past that sound design part, it's a great film. It's a lot of fun. And and the, the, the deep cuts to films in there, like they didn't dress her like Nancy from The Craft or Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. They dressed her like Annie Potts in Pretty in Pink. Gotcha. They dressed her like uh, Rainbow Harvest in Mirror Mirror. Mm. You know, like a lot deeper goth cuts not the main character but kind of you know yeah i know what you mean it's like, like, it's like, and it's great it's like the supporting goth character is the main character yeah. in this movie she, like any other movie yes. you'd watch it'd be like she's yeah. a supporting character but in this I think movie the, she's the front main and center. look yeah the main her main look like what you see in a lot of is very um it's like madonna in desperately seeking susan yeah which you would not consider to be goth but she does it and it she got the hair she got the yeah. dress it's she nails it. It's, it's like an eighties post punk kid. It basically is, is totally. what, with the vibe. I'm assuming from what I've seen. Again, I haven't seen yeah. the movie, but pictures and images I've seen, I could see. I could see that. Yeah. On the, uh, I could see that influence in the movie. I want to see it. I don't know if I'll go to the theaters to see it. I'll probably wait for it to be either streaming or maybe rent it to check it out. You know, mm -hmm. I also don't think it has a wider release currently, so it's like. I think it does. It, I don't know. A pretty I mean, I saw release. it at AMC, so. Yeah, you're right. I, I got to watch it. I got to see it. I just thought, like, from what I could see, like, just some of the uh, 
like the trailers and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this looks a little cringy. But you told me it's not. So no, I wouldn't say that. It's yeah. it's it's like I said, it's it misses the mark and tone. Otherwise, no, yeah. it's not like oh my god, they're cramming <laughs> the shit down your yeah, throat. Yeah, I'm yeah. sick of this. No, it's not like that at all. No, I think yeah. I think it's very cute. It's very I think it's a really good movie. You know, it's definitely a tween movie, though. I'll tell you that it's totally a tween horror movie. But there is some like violent, bloody scenes. You know, they are there are points where she's cutting people's body parts off because, hey, boyfriend needs to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had to watch it. That's my plan. I'll, I'm sure I'll check it out eventually. Again, I wasn't rushing, like going out of my way to go see it. But yeah, I do. I am curious. And like I said, I mentioned Jennifer's body. I do like Jennifer's body. Yeah. So if it's got a similar Jennifer's body is a lot more adult than this is. Mm, okay. That's a lot more explicit adult of a film. Yeah. This, no, this is I, for a younger audience. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, you can just tell. It's also not rated R, right? I don't think this is rated R. No, this R. is PG-13. So. I'm pretty sure it is. It might be rated R, but it's a, even if it's rated R, it's a very light R. Mm. It might be do more to language than anything else. It's not like gory or anything, right? It's some blood, but no, I wouldn't call it oh, gory. Okay. No. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to, uh, to check it out eventually. And I'm assuming it's not a toxic couple. Or well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of in love with this guy and it's causing her to kill people so that she can use their yeah. body parts. So right. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> <You know>? toxic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if it's for love. Yep. Uh, but yeah, let, let's get into some of these. Let's get into some of our picks here. Some for, real toxic relationships. Some real toxic relationships. Some real toxic couples yep. here. Um, who should start? Me or you? I'm going to let you choose. It's your call, but you want to flip a coin or something? Let's uh, rock, paper, scissor it right here. No, I'll go. I'll go because <laughs> I think one of my picks, like my first pick, like looking at my notes here, my mm -hmm. first pick is probably the most basic bitch of the bunch. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I think it's, I think it's one most people think of when they, well, no, there's probably one more I mm -hmm. think most people think of before they think of this one. And I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. The other one. Off okay, the top. so the, off the top of my head, I think most people, when they think of toxic relationships in horror, yeah. The Shining is the okay. first, probably the first one they think of. It's pretty toxic. Not for me, but yes, but yes. No, I, think, I wouldn't, I don't think of the relationship when you say toxic. Oh, no. I wouldn't think of it <laughs> yes. like, I don't think of the relationship, but yes. Technically, definitely they, are, one of the, they are a married couple. They have a yep. child. They're a yes. family. And it's quite horrific. Kind of yes. the abuse that happens in that movie, even and even before. And, you know, I know this is a, like I guess this is an honorable mention, technically mm -hmm. in The Shining, you know, even before he kind of goes nuts. Yeah. There's still something off about that relationship. So, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> well, yeah, it's there. It's that's yeah. we will. We'll, I'm just, <laughs> regular listeners of of if you want to if you want to know how our thoughts on The Shining listen to us over the next few years we're just it's, we're just going to talk about this regularly it's one of those I'm films sure. not bring up from time to time but there's no point in doing a whole episode on it because i feel like everybody's covered it so yeah it's one of those movies that i think if you're a horror fan you know about yeah. the shining but, but I feel there's like some it, grand remake that comes out then it's like then we got to cover no, it but i, I highly <laughs> highly doubt that no. but even even the even just the kind of that i think when most people think of like just toxic relationships or bad relationships from horror movies i always say i think that's the first one there's halloween costumes you know for each character and mm -hmm. so i just for me i feel like that's probably the one everyone's like oh the shining but no 
That's not my first pick. I didn't even, honestly, when I was thinking of what couples I wanted to go with, they weren't even, like, on the list. That wasn't even yeah. when I was like, oh, I'll pick the shit. I just thought it was the most, that was probably the most basic one. But my first toxic couple or toxic relationship or whatever from a horror film is Rosemary's Baby, 1968. I Roman wouldn't call Polanski. this a basic bitch movie, <laughs> but... I just think most people, when they think of, again, it's just like, uh, like yes. when you watch the movie, it's definitely toxic at a certain point. Yeah. It becomes very toxic. And if you're not familiar with the characters' names, you've got Rosemary and Guy Woodhouse, mm -hmm. portrayed by Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes, both two very respected actors, I feel, in, in just classic cinema. Um and when you watch Rosemary's Baby, I'm not going to get into the plot because, once again, I think most people know a couple, they move to New York, they want to start a family, she gets pregnant, surprise, surprise, spoiler, she ends up giving birth to Satan's baby. <laughs> so that's what ends up happening. There's more to it, but once again, we all know every nook and cranny of this movie. I just mostly wanted to follow, I just wanted to focus on the actual relationship and mostly because when you watch Rosemary's Baby, you know, Rosemary, Mia Farrow, she's innocent, especially early on, you know, mm -hmm. bright eyed, just wide eyed, really excited to be moving into this new apartment. She's young. She's, you know, very pretty. She's trying to get her life, you know, going like, like just a normal start, a normal family, you know, and then with him. Being an artist, he's an actor. I believe it's stage, correct? He's, uh, stage. Uh, he's been doing a lot of commercials, commercials. and he was in Nobody Loves an yeah. Albatross. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but I think it's mostly like stage originally, and then he's yeah. getting it. It was stage. He yeah. moved into commercials by like halfway through the movies. By the by the movie, he he's in some uh stunt yeah, I remember he's like in commercial. Yeah. And even with him and kind of just him as a character, he's a guy that, you know, supports his wife early in the movie mm. and is just trying to have success as an actor. And John Cassavetes, again, the guys have always been a, a great actor. He's really charming, especially like that first, like that scene where they're getting a tour of the apartment and he's just, you know, and whenever he interacts with Rosemary, he is really charismatic. And I think that's just because of who's portraying him, who the actor is. And it's kind of crazy. Oh, he is, he is, he's great. But it's crazy when you watch the movie, you see him, you see Guy slowly become so untrustworthy as the audience member. You're watching him when Rosemary's trying to show him, like, look, something is wrong. He's like, no, 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 it can't be that. Like, There's that one scene, I think, where there, the, he wants to take her to a, a doctor or something like that. And then he ends up taking her to a different doctor because the one she wants to go to isn't involved with the coven. And you, yeah, you, she, she convinces, he convinces yeah. her to see Dr. Saperstein yes. and leave, um, leave the, the Dr. Hill. Yes. Who is, uh, what's his name? Oh, damn. I can't think of the actor's name. <laughs> I know you're talking young about. in it. He was in Clifford and Clifford, mm -hmm. right? Clifford. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. He's the dad. I forget his yes, name. Yes. And Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven, the father. Yeah. And King yes, Kong I, from the seventies. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but that, yeah, yeah. that was one of his, one of his early roles and he plays Dr. Hill and yeah, uh, Dr. Saperstein is part of the coven. Yeah. So. And, and, and when you watch the movie, obviously, you know, 
Rosemary's Baby. It's in the zeitgeist of pop culture now. So mm-hmm. it's hard to watch it not know, like not knowing you the know. ending. Yes. But when you watch, I can't imagine watching the movie in 1968 not knowing the ending. You know Guy is up to no good about halfway, but you don't know why. You know, him kind of being dismissive of her and telling her, you know, don't know you're wrong. Don't worry about it. He's constantly kind of just putting shit down. And then he slowly almost becomes desperate by the end of the movie. And then the whole scene, and there's one scene I love, and it's at the very end of the movie where it's finally revealed that he was in on it. And, you know, oh, we can do this. You know, we'll have our own baby after you, Mm -hmm. you know, after she gave birth to Satan's baby. He tells her, like, you know, we'll have our own family. We can start our own family, have our own baby. And then she spits in his face. And I always thought that was like, it solidified the toxicity of that relationship from them loving each other in that first 20 to 30 minutes, first half hour of the film. And when, you know, up until when that, I forget the character's name, the girl, the young girl kills herself or kills herself. With the oh, uh, yeah, smelly, the smelly herb in the necklace, um, tennis root. Yes, you know, from that point on, he just becomes and 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 it's funny because Rosemary isn't conniving or terrible, really. Mm. Not until she spits in his face. That's when it's like I've had enough of your shit. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, yep. dude. Like that's it. Like you, and she obviously embraces that it's the baby, and that's how the movie ends. And she looks at you know at. The, the crib into the crib and all that stuff. But basically telling them like, fine, this is my baby, but you are a piece of shit. And more than likely not my husband anymore. Like yeah. I, I don't trust you. So I always am like, that's probably, and it's, what's weird is this is the type of relationship that's not toxic from the from the start. You just see it become toxic and her just kind of dealing with it because of just him being this kind of, you know, conniving evil man at the end of it and you don't know that when you watch the movie again it's hard to watch it with fresh eyes but yeah you know when i actually rewatched it not long ago like like a month ago i had it on and it's true like when we talked about having you know about this idea for an episode it's just kind of crazy how you can see the transition of his character throughout the movie Mm -hmm. where it's like damn he's shady especially if that lasts like 40 minutes you're like damn he's up to no good but yeah i it's one of those it's one of my favorite movies yeah, and I've seen it countless times. No, me to too. the point where yeah. I, I like it's one of those movies where you do see something different every time. Yeah, and and I've had a I've had a little game that I've told people every time I get in a conversation with it. I tell them, next time you watch the film, think of this: watch the film. Only like you said, guy he gets more and more untrustworthy through the course of the film, and he gets more like he's like. Now, next time you watch it, think of it this way. Picture him as someone who made this deal with them mm-hmm. and immediately regrets it, but he knows it's too late. And he makes the deal because him, he's he's trying to find success and stuff, yes, right? That's the yes. whole point of it. It's like getting caught up in black, getting caught yes. up in something that you don't understand. And he, he but it's kind of one of those things where, like, do you really believe that this is true? You know, do you really right. believe that this is going to happen? So you kind of like, yeah, sure. Like maybe he just, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. And then just kind of went along with it. And then it started to happen mm-hmm. and then it became real. Yeah. And there's a point where it, I feel like it, because, and this is just says, this speaks to just the breadth of John Cassavetti's performance mm-hmm. is that you can now look at him as almost sympathetic. Go 
in the film and watch it that way, where there's a point where he realizes this is real and he regrets his decision from that point forward. Yeah. And all he's doing is trying to make her comfortable. Watch the film that way. Try and see his, I'm not saying that that's what's happening. Just as a fun experiment to someone, you've seen the movie hundreds of times, just like I have. Watch it that way and it becomes a whole other movie. It becomes a completely different movie yeah. just for fun. Yeah. Say, let's pretend he he truly is sorrowful and he regrets it. And he wishes he didn't do it, but he knows it's too late. And that if they turn back, they, they're going to kill them just like they killed Teresa. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. realizes we're going to die. They're, they're going to well, kill us. That's what I said. He's desperate by the yes. end of it. That's He's got all, a ton of desperation just because yeah. of this. he's in a situation he doesn't understand. And then Rosemary is completely oblivious to it mm -hmm. until the very end where she's it's yeah. revealed what the, the, the big scheme was. With the coven and having Satan's baby. She gave birth to Satan's baby. Come, on, How shitty of a husband would you have to be? So the epitome <laughs> of toxic. You had your your, your wife had and sex. And he watched with, the devil he watched, for her too. I know. Watched. You, your wife had sex with Satan. And, and you, you were, were there. You were cool with it. He's like the You're worst like, cuck in the world. It's like the, the ultimate oh, cuck. The ultimate cuck. He allowed Satan to bang his wife. And, but and I mean, when, 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 I when, when you promise your wife to the devil, and then the devil shows up, ah, the what do you do then? It's the, <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not beefing with the devil. It's you're, you're, like, a, like a losing ow, battle. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, man. He's not gonna remember it. Oh, Maybe? She, no. She remember she remembers some glimpse of that. I don't no, think but, that, but that's I only know. because she didn't she didn't finish the mouse. Yes, she didn't finish the chocolate mouse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my first pick, Rosemary's Baby. All right. The, I, you know, the wood houses. I guess the wood. The you know, Rosemary and wood Guy houses. Woodhouse. Wood houses. Yep. That you know, I think they're they're up there with, you know, uh, The Shining. Mm -hmm. My brain, uh, Jack and. Uh, Wendy Torrance. Yep. So I'd put them right there side by side in the classic horror toxic couples. I think that's uh they'd be right up there with them. What's mm. your first what's your first pick, Manny? Toxic uh, couples. my first one, since you went you went way old with your first one. I'm <laughs> I'm going way new with my first one. Um is fresh. Yes. Uh I think this is I think it's a Hulu movie. It's on Hulu. Yeah. I've only seen it on Hulu. Um so I think it might be a Hulu original. I'm not totally sure. Um, but okay. So it's another one like Lisa Frankenstein. It's a new, it's mostly new film. So I really don't want to spoil too much of this. Um, but, uh, uh, essentially, um, we follow Noah who is young girl dating and online dating kind of sucks. She goes through a, and she has a couple of really shitty dates from people that she met on whatever dating app and i watch it and go like <laughs> i could date now i couldn't imagine what this yeah. is, what this is like dating with online dating and apps and all that i couldn't imagine it today oh randomly she meets steve at the supermarket they hit it off they go out a few times they end up sleeping together very quickly so obviously they're compatible Eventually, he invites her away for a romantic getaway at this like little resort or home. I don't know if it's a resort that he says. I don't remember if it's a resort or if it's that he just has a getaway home. It's like a know? vacation house. Yeah. From what I remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I don't remember if it was a vacation house or something that he rented. Yeah. 
specific, or he was telling her that he was renting it. I don't know. Oh, it there's a reason it. why he has the house. So yes. Well, that's the thing. It's the story yeah. that he's telling her is yeah. the point. You know. Um, now she's going to go away for the weekend, and her best friend Molly thinks you're crazy. You don't know this guy long enough to have been to be going away with him for her weekend. You know. Um, this is where the film starts to get nuts from this point forward. I mean. <laughs> It's a great uh, movie, man. That was yes, probably one of my favorite date. It's, movies it's of that amazing. year. Yeah. It's an incredible film. Um, so they're dancing, they're drinking and everything, and she passes out. Noah wakes up chained to the floor in a room. And um, cut to the chase, She he essentially explains to her that he is a cannibal. <laughs> and his business is selling human meat Two rich people. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> he even yeah. throws, he even has these lavish dinner parties where all the rich people come and he showcases the new batch and special cuts that he has. There's a whole tr Patrick Bateman type scene yeah. <laughs> of him with the meat, cutting it, slicing it, sealing it, air boxing it and he's dancing yeah to uh i forget what song it is but it's all but it's very patrick bateman because it's got like an 80s music it's like a i forget what it is like a men at work type song you know yeah 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 um so he keeps her chained up for an indeterminate amount of time because he says i need fresh meat so i'm going to remove your body parts slowly so this way the meat well while you're still alive so the meat doesn't go bad and yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll go a little, a little bit into it where she starts to, she realizes she has to escape somehow. And this is where the rest of the film is, uh, is that she plans to escape by pretending that she enjoys this and she yeah. likes the meat. And she thinks that if she can, like, be his girlfriend in this cannibalism thing, that he'll drop his guard. And through the course of this, her friend Molly has realized that she's now missing. He's she's looking for her, and uh, and that's and how all that movie unfolds. Um, so again, I don't want to get too too much into it. It's a fairly new movie. It's, it's only what, like two, year, two years old, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, haven't it seen it too. That's the messed up part. Precisely. It's a really good. It's a really good horror movie. And it's funny too. Like there's parts it of it that are hysterical. And I will say it's got like that first, like if you don't know anything about them, obviously we just kind of spoiled I, the ending. But most of, like when yeah. I watched it, I had no idea where this movie was going. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I we're knew, at. <laughs> I knew that it had something to do with cannibalism. I did. And that's I it. it. I yeah. knew that I well, the poster is a hand inside a meat inside yeah, a meat yeah. tray. So it's like, okay, there's some sort of cannibalism thing. But uh uh yeah, when it when it got to the where she was drugged and woke up, I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. And I felt like, whoa, that, that that's like I, I would say I wouldn't say that's the ending of the movie, but it is kind of it's a bit of the twist of the film, but it's like maybe half hour. 40 minutes in yeah it's, you know it's, so there's yeah. still more to it it's one there of those movies that, that if they marketed it properly and kind of didn't mm. tell people where it was gonna go that would have yeah. been a great way to catch people off guard like fresh and yes then, uh, totally because literally 100%. it's like a date she's it's like it's all it almost feels like a drama like a like a, mm -hmm. like, a like a romantic comedy for yes. the first 30 minutes and then switches to horror so and it's the guy from uh marvel the uh the soldier guy what, what the fuck is his name 
the Winter Soldier. It's him, Captain America's yeah, is that, boy. Yeah, is that really him? Oh, I didn't yeah. realize it. I forget the actor's name. Oh shit, he is. Yeah, Sebastian yeah, yeah. Stan. Yes, there you go. That's Captain yeah. America's uh, guy. So I didn't. Re- I didn't even realize that. You know? I knew he was from something. He was familiar, but and like he's pretty dull in those Marvel movies. So in this, you actually get to see him. Dude, Winter like, Soldier. He's the, super charismatic. It's the first time I ever got up in the middle of a movie <laughs> to go. I got it. I got went and got refilled the popcorn. I went took went to the bathroom. I had a cigarette and I came back because I was so <laughs> bored. Yeah. I was so bored. She loved it, but I was bored to tears. Oh. Yeah. We're not going to bash Marvel movies here, so we'll keep we'll keep that going. I don't think we have the Marvel fan base right now. No, is, I don't think anybody. I think, all in agreement I don't think anyone's going to listen to us for Marvel, Marvel so, reviews. So, yeah, so that's kind of the, the relationship, the toxic relationship of the movie would be that she now has to pretend mm-hmm. that she likes all of this in order to hopefully survive. <laughs> yeah, <to get> she <laughs> has to actually have a romantic relationship with this guy. To make it out in one piece, literally. Yes. That's basically to, uh, it. Yes. And, and, and in the process, because he's a cannibal, the meals he cooks for her is human meat. Yeah, she so eats she it has, in one scene. Yes. Oh. She has to get used to eating it and yeah. she'll... Let's not, I'm not going to get into it too much. She has to get used to eating this food. She yeah. has to become him. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Really yes. underrated. I think more people need to see it. It's just... Totally. Doesn't, yeah, I remember when it came out... Um, it was before we were doing like we well we really did it the first time this year our you know our last live, mm-hmm. our favorite films of 2023. That was probably in my top five for that year 2022 I think right or was it 20, was it 22? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was in my list of top five. I thought it was great and it caught me off guard because I didn't know anything yep. about it. So yeah same here. Was, I just knew there was, was cannibal. Great. There's yeah. something that's it. I didn't even know that. So I was just, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I wish is, I could go in that blind. <laughs> yeah, I do. I went in complete. I just hit play Good. on Hulu and that was it. So, yeah. So yeah, mo- moving on to my second pick, I'm now mm. going into my next two picks are both contemporary films that came out in the last four or five years. Uh, my next one's probably another one. Most people I think it th- would, would think of when it comes to toxic relationships in, in horror movies, because the entire kind of, some of the allegory of what the movie is is about bad breakups. That's basically what the movie. I would call this a basic bitch horror movie. You think more than Rosemary? This Vindy? is a wow. basic bitch. Yes. So Manny yes. thinks this is my basic bitch pick. Okay, <laughs> I respect that. I know what I could kind of see it too. Yeah. Um, but yes, this is Midsommar, twenty nineteen. Yep. Basic bitch pick number two for Louis. This is the basic bitch pick. <laughs> um, Danny and Christian. Super toxic relationships yes. <laughs> um, played by Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, as I believe is how you pronounce that last name. Um, the in- Listen, similar to Rosemary's Baby, I think most people have seen have, have seen Midsummer. Yeah. And the entire movie, like I just said, is basically a bad breakup and a ton of like toxic max masculinity. There you go. Trying to articulate my words there. Um, Especially like toxic masculinity, (laughs) especially with like Christian's friends, like those three guys, like they're the epitome of like bros, like the bro team. Yeah. Yeah. It's bro all the way. It's a bromance trip movie. (laughs) And it, you know, quick, quick, very quick plot breakdown. You know, Florence Pugh, Danny, gets the news that her sister killed herself and her parents in a very grotesque way by having them 
inhale inhale um what is it from a car exhaust uh exhaust, carbon, yeah. carbon monoxide and, and she then, puts some work into it and Man. then she <laughs> tapes the exhaust to her own like a, uh, an entire kind of tube to her own mouth like killing herself he runs the tube through yeah. one direction into her yeah. into her mouth and then under her parents door yeah and stops the air flow from the from the Dude, room oh. the imagery of just that entire scene like it's it's grotesque but shot beautiful i love it like the way they shot it just the cinematography and that scene's great um but yeah danny finds this out and she's in the middle. So basically, Danny is going through this traumatic experience, losing her family. And then Jack wants to break up with her, but can't because of this tragic thing that just a, happened. Because he doesn't he's, have the yeah. ability to yes, exactly. speak up he's, for himself. He's yeah. not a man about it. And he doesn't want to kind of just be honest to her and himself. Yeah. And at the same time... His friends had planned to go to Sweden. So it's like just bad timing. So he was planning this trip, didn't tell her because his intentions were to not even be dating her. So this mm -hmm. was going to be a bro trip to Sweden. I think one of his friends knows someone. He's writing a book or, or, or something yeah, for the college. Yeah, senior thesis. Yeah, the thesis. There you go. And they're going to Sweden. And she kind of is... Uh, uh, not a third wheel at this point she's more of like a fourth wheel she's like mm -hmm. the annoying girlfriend that wants to tag along and he's telling his friends bro i can't tell her not to come look what she's going through and she tags along and you know most people know midsummer it's a cult sweden the sun I, it doesn't set right at one point for like a day or two isn't something there? like that yeah. something like that happens they're really high in the northern yeah. equator so they have long, day long I think the, days yeah yeah it's only like a couple hours at nighttime at yeah night. and uh you know the whole thing about her so like even even going back to their relationship you know at one point danny becomes the queen of this the may queen the yeah the may queen of this cult and then he gets used in this strange orgy to impregnate another young woman. It's like, and then everyone knows the bear and him being a sacrifice and all that stuff. Um, great movie. I know some people think it's pretentious and hate it. I've always been a big fan of it. I love it. Um, but yeah, the, the whole point. Oh, it's amazing. I, 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 love, I love Hereditary, but I think Midsummer's. I like Midsummer more. Way better. My Way own better. reasons. Uh, won't yes. get into that here because we'll be here for we'll be here all night. But yeah, the whole point of the movie is relationships and then and then like them just at one point they're not even talking anymore. He's doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. She's kind of just left in the dark, and the only people to comfort her there turn out to be the cult, which is funny. There's that scene where she's crying and crying, and they're all around her doing the same thing, almost comforting her, something yeah. he couldn't do as her significant other. So toxicity to the 10th degree in midsummer yeah. in this relationship. And dude, Florence Pugh is great in the movie. Like she's amazing. And I always he thought is. the performances, she's great. He's great too. Like they're both great, but I think she like, she's always in tears in like 90% of the movie. Oh my God. Yeah, she's literally crying in almost every scene she's crying in. For, for 90 minutes of a two hour movie. You know, and and hour movie. She doesn't smile until, you know, the infamous the scene with end, her yeah. wearing the crown and her being praised as the May Queen and all that stuff. And dude, some of the images 
imagery in the movie and the infamous scene with the person killing themselves and the sacrifice. Great stuff, man. I, you know, yeah. I always love Midsummer. I don't care what people say. I don't really pay that any mind. I, I think it's a great movie. I could tell, I know it's, it won't be everyone's cup of tea. I can, mm-hmm. I respect people that don't like it because it's, Whatever. I get why little, people don't like it's it. It's a but... little heavy handed at times, but I just think it's a, it's a well-made story about relationships and how terrible like relationships and then a tragedy and how it can affect someone's life and then they just sprinkled the cult in there because who doesn't love a good cult Uh, i love a good cult. there you go so i've two 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 groups of two groups of evil people here my first two picks so Mm -hmm. there you go a little theme going on there with cult theme cult theme and i know you're (laughs) a big fan of this movie too so oh dude i i saw it first time i saw it was actually a press screening Nice. And a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine got tickets to a press screening because he was covering it for, you know, the website yeah. that he was working for. And he went and I absolutely loved it. I got home. I said to Lynn, I was like, you have to see this movie. So we went to see it when it came out. And then a few months later, uh, Lincoln Center was doing the director's cut and Ari Oster was going to be there. Yeah, and we went, nice. we went, we saw the director's cut at the theater. We got to meet Ari. We talked to him for a couple of minutes and everything. Dude, I again, it, it was the first time I'd ever seen a movie three times in the theater yeah not much for going i saw an opening yeah i saw an opening week and i was excited and i didn't get to see the director's cut i think until it was streaming on amazon Mm, yeah so i didn't get to see the huge difference yeah massive difference that's three hours then that would be yeah it's about three hours because the because the original runtime is like two and a half yeah and then they added an extra half hour yeah Mm -hmm. man that would be that would make for a fun episode maybe in the future comparing yeah. to we'll be here for three hours but no oh, jeez <laughs> that's comparing not, the two it's <laughs> nothing new that's nothing no. new to us whenever I'm here with you Manny all the episodes are two and a half hours <laughs> dude we're at almost an hour and we're only on our second pick so, <laughs> we've only done three of the six since, since that's the case jump that's into it. your next one uh my next one is a deep cut film uh. I don't know why this film didn't get more notoriety. It was, uh, you know, like May came out and May yeah. was, May was, I, I, it kind of went under the radar, but then it got cult status. This came out a year after May. And I always felt like this was like a gender swapped version of May, you know, especially yeah. with the ending and the way it is. It's like May is a guy, May, May is a girl and she's looking for friends. And as a result, uh, and she's got this uh, a weird relationship with this doll in the glass and she you know with in the in the glass box and she wants to make friends and she realizes that nobody's perfect so she's going to make friends you make your own friends she's going to take all her favorite parts of people and chop them up and turn them into a new friend you know uh love object is the male version of this where it is a lonely guy who's looking for love and he finds he he's he's a weird awkward guy who works in an office and to example to 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 uh, uh, elucidate there's a word don't know (laughs) that one (laughs) (laughs) to elucidate just how boring and monotonous of a person and his life he is he's a copywriter who works in a technical, I had to write this one down, so I got it. Technical operations manual publishing company. So he literally writes user manuals. It's like the most dull <laughs> job his, in the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's the top guy in the company. He's the best at the job. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the others in the so some of the people that he works with, they put a a a um. 
a postcard on his desk and it's it's a picture of a woman saying and it's a, it's like Nikki you know call me for a good time and he realizes and it's kind of a joke but not in that mean spirited way like let's make let's make it fun of the guy it's in that way of it's in that bro way of hey look at this it's a sex doll check yeah, this out you yeah. know i bet he's not going to know the difference <laughs> kind of thing and that's literally what they do they put it on his desk and while they're kind of joking about it and the other two guys go to the website and everything, he's looking at this and you can see something's clicking for him. He becomes enamored with the idea of a customizable sex doll. Now, this was, I think, 2003. I saw this for the first time with you. I remember when you bought this and we watched it vividly. <laughs> Dude, I was like, what is this? He'll have it. Same this is DVD. <laughs> Yep. Hard there movie has, to find. There's no blue. There's yeah. no Blu-ray. Latest. This is very it. difficult. Very difficult movie yes. to find. Yeah. Um, so you can see him kind of becoming enamored with this idea. And I said, this was 2003 and this was around, this was around the time that like real dolls were in the nineties, but technology got better and these things just got better with time. And that was kind of what happened here. So this is a, uh, uh, so that, that's really what it is where the dolls really start looking realistic. You know, this thing's even got mechan an arm. It's got a spring spring loaded <laughs> arm action. And then they just, they did joke about, um so he loaded arm yeah <laughs> i wonder what he was doing with that <laughs> you know um so he orders one of these dolls and um he orders it's a very pretty girl and he he's a little weirded out by it at first but as soon as he gets it first thing he does all right he throws it on the bed and all right he's gonna have his way with it and then he tries to return it because he, he's immediately ashamed of himself <laughs> <laughs> then he discovers the user manual and the user's manual is not much of a user's manual because come in come on what kind of what are you gonna do then but you it's can figure disc. it out <laughs> yeah it's a cd and in, on the cd it's like an encarta cd almost <laughs> yeah 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 and it gives him it gives you suggestions of things to do you know give her her own give her play her her own music give her her own basically how to anthropomorphize this doll and how to make her more real to you um <laughs> At the same time, he gets a new he gets his big, big job, big uh, um, uh, manual that he's got to write at work. And the boss played by Rip Torn. Great. Casting. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know. Did I say that this guy is Desmond Harrington? Yeah. From he was in. Was he in Wrong Turn? Uh, yes. Yeah. Wrong Turn. Soul Survivors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, um, anyway. He gets his big job and Rip Torn assigns him a temp worker to be his assistant because no, we 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 can't we can't risk that you're gonna miss this deadline. So he gives it and and he starts to kind of like her a little bit, you know. And because he's such a weird, shy guy, he decides he's going to make the doll more like her. So he finds out little things about her, what type of music she likes, the type of clothes that she wears, and her nail polish, and he makes the doll look more and more like her. Okay. Um Soon she she gives she has a uh, the girl, not the doll, the girl has an interest in him. So he starts talking to her, as you would say today, back there, they're kind of starting to date. And now the doll becomes jealous. <laughs> um, the thing about this movie is you never really know whether the doll is actually doing it or if he's just yeah. seeing it. There's yeah. no point in the movie where you see the doll move, but it's also very 
they also do a very good job of making it seem like the doll moves when he's not around. There's some great jump scares where he like gets up and the doll's just sitting up looking at yes. him and he's like, oh shit. Yes. <laughs> so the doll becomes jealous and possessive of him. He has one-sided arguments with the doll. The doll fights back and makes and the doll fights back with him and forces him to become its sex slave. <laughs> Like there is literally parts where there's a door closed and you're hearing him be whipped inside the room and he's yelping and everything, you know, and he's pleading with the doll because the doll has threatened him. And again, we have not heard this, but he has heard it. The doll has threatened him that if he does not do what the doll says, that he will, that the doll will tell Lisa about the two of them. It's no, so we can't have this. Yeah, <laughs> He argues with her. He pleads with her and he fights the doll. One day he's so angry, he starts choking and he stabs the doll. And that's when part of him starts to click and he realizes that this is just a doll. Yeah. But it's still real. You know, um, now I say this is movies 20 years old. I wish more people had seen it. I'd like to not spoil this, but I'm sorry. It's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll get people to finally watch this movie. Um, he cuts the chops the doll up in his bathtub as if it's going to bleed or something. <laughs> Puts it in the bathtub. And Isn't he like it. grossed out too? He's like, I remember this a scene. little bit. Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Like he's treating it like it's a human being that he's yeah. cutting up and he's yeah. so like, oh, like all that with it. But it's just a doll. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he cuts it up and he throws it out. Now, his neighbor is played by Udo Kier. Yeah. Great who's also a kind of Udo Kier. Come it's on. Udo Kier. But he's also a weird, creepy, kind of weird guy. But he, and that and Udo Kier is also the manager of the building. Um, and he's the direct neighbor, like they share a wall. He's very nosy and he looks in on he listens in on the wall and he hears Kenneth sometimes fucking the doll and he does and, and he hears the arguments and everything. And he starts to think that 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 Kenny, Kenneth, is fighting with his girlfriend. Mm. So he becomes suspicious with him because he's literally yelling at this. Then he starts to hear a scuffle. He hears fighting. He hears phys a physical fight happening. And then uh, uh, Udo Kier looks out and he sees uh, 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 Kenneth dragging body parts out of the out of. And now he's totally suspicious. But then he sees the same ad for the doll and he says, well, wait a minute. I remember this giant box coming in. I remember the delivery and I haven't heard another person's voice. So he starts to pass it off as maybe it is just a doll and my neighbor's just weird. Okay. <laughs> Eventually he's acting weird. He gets himself fired. He has a, and, and Kenneth, which is really weird as well. A whole other thing. We're not even getting into that. He gets himself fired. He fights with Lisa and ends up kidnapping her and taking her home. Udo Kier now hears something and he uses the keys to get into the house. And holy shit, there's a girl tied up in his room. Now we're getting to the finale. I don't know. Do we totally want to spoil this? <laughs> Just spoil it at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to spoil the full All end. Right. But basically, he does he it's does kill the ending. neighbor, and they have a fight. Yeah, it does have a great great ending. Yeah. Um. So because so so she has learned that the doll well he was dressing the doll up as her so that's what causes the fight and he accidentally knocks her out and kidnaps her and takes her home and now he's tying her up and he has now blurred the line between her being real and her being the doll mm -hmm. and he this is where i'll stop because this is where shit gets crazy what's really good what he's thinking in his head and when you go when you look back on the movie you realize that there's something he's been planning the whole time and it's just been in the background but they didn't 
focus on it. Yeah. On what was happening. And she comes to the realization when she's sitting there tied up, she comes to the realization. And I honestly think it takes the audience a little longer than her to figure it out. Hmm. Which is why I think it's such a great ending because when you realize what he's doing, she's already picked up on it and she's been trying to get away because she's been staring at the wall. Yeah. And you haven't. It's got a great so, ending. <laughs> yes. It's one I know of those what it few, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those few moments where a character is ahead of the audience mm -hmm. and it works. Yeah. And it totally, totally works. <laughs> you know? It's so funny. You like just. <laughs> describing the movie it it sounds so ridiculous but it's, it, it, is, it sounds like it wouldn't be a good movie but it is a good movie yeah it's a it's a great yeah. movie it's very it's very dark it's very creepy it's very weird he uses like this is also a time when uh, uh at the t like they started using there was a lot of horror movies at the time that did that used S&M things in mm. it, like Urban Legend. You had Strangeland. This they use S&M props as a form of horror. Yeah. You know, so like when he first sets up the S&M swing, like the sex swing in his apartment, like, oh, man, this guy's going to go to town on this doll. But he's <laughs> actually you. Yeah. You know, that's what you yeah. think at first. But then you realize that it's because he learned that Lisa likes to slow dance. She likes to waltz. Mm -hmm. So he's actually using the sex swing to vertically hold the doll up so he can learn. Yes. To yeah. practice dancing, yeah. you know? So we're using these really weird kind of creepy things in almost a normal way. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it even creepier that he doesn't see anything wrong with this. Yeah, and yeah. that's how over the edge this guy went real fast. Yeah. <laughs> It you is know? underrated, dude. You never hear anyone talk about this movie. No, this movie completely disappeared, and I don't know why. Uh, and you, it's and not it's even funny. it's a Lionsgate movie. It's not even like it's a Weinstein movie because a lot of yeah. Weinstein movies disappeared. No, this is it's Lionsgate. It's funny. It's, this is the perfect Valentine. It doesn't take place on Valentine's Day, but I think out of all of our picks, this is the one that best suits Valentine's Day and the holiday. Like if you're a so. horror fan, you and your significant other, and you want to watch like a horror, like you're tired of my bloody Valentine. You're tired of <laughs> Valentine. Watch Love Object. Like I yeah. just think it works. Mm -hmm. It's it's morbid enough, and and it's. It's almost like a black comedy too at times. Totally. Yes. Like you can't help but like chuckle at this guy mm -hmm. freaking out and yelling at this doll and treating it like a real person when it's yeah. obviously a rubber thing. And and that's why I compare it to May because she does the same thing yeah. when she's fighting with the doll. And May's she's also got kind of yes. like some yeah. black comedy in it where it's I would, like I would totally comedy. say anybody who likes May try to find love object and look for, I don't know yeah. if it's on street. It's definitely not streaming anywhere. Nah. I, it's, it might be on Amazon for or like, YouTube. Maybe someone uploaded it to YouTube yeah. illegally. I'm sure. So it yeah, is hard to find this DVD. This is it. I've had this DVD for over 20 years. I That's love where it. I it's, saw it. That's how yeah. I saw it with you, that DVD. And that DVD goes for like 70 bucks on eBay. I think, Does it really? I think I saw last I saw it was like $70 or wow. 50 bucks. It's out of print. It's hard to find. So. Oh yeah, I and I don't I don't know why. Yeah. I want to add one more real quick um honorable mention to go with your midsummer. I'm not gonna talk about the movie. I'm not gonna I'm just going to say because it's a short film. There's something about the Johnsons. Oh yeah. Oh god Ari Oster's short <laughs> film, another toxic relationship movie. It is on YouTube. You can find it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just go in blind and let this movie 
just shock the hell out of you. Definitely it, a definitely a strange couple there. <laughs> wow, yes. Yeah. Let this movie smack you upside the head. <laughs> it probably, it's 20, 25 minutes or so. I'll That's be it. honest, it's darker than it hereditary. Yep. Hundred percent. Summer. Bo is afraid. I think out of all three, because he has three feature-length films. Yeah. That movie, that short film, is worse dark. than yes. all of them. Like you're gonna it, like literally at the end of it, your 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 mouth will be wide open. You'll be like, the depths, right. the depths. And it's one of those things sunk. where you know it's really well crafted, but you almost don't want to watch it again. You're like, oh god, this is horrible it so, is. but it very is. well made and it's not graphic either no it's not even like a graphically violent it's the subject movie. matter that's yes yes really so. really really twisted couple <laughs> yes we'll leave it at that that's well, that, a couple. that's my honorable mention for this yeah. is there's something about the johnson's yeah. it's on youtube go find it yeah <laughs> it's a rough one right there you've been warned one. when it comes to that one wow. not hard to find too you could find that it's it's on vimeo i think right it's on YouTube. Yeah, really? It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on okay. YouTube. I think I All saw his shorts are on YouTube. I think I watched it on uh, on on Vimeo. If I remember, yeah, I saw it a few years it. ago. I think I saw it yeah. after Hereditary because I had heard about it and I was like, oh man, mm. woo wee. Oh. Moving on. That was, a, that was that's a rough one. But yeah, Love Objects good. I always love I love the ending. That way it ends. I'm like, oh god. And yep. uh, she's really likable in it. She is. I, she's I, the, great. The, the, his, the, I forget the, the, the actress's name. I remember her from Sorority uh, Girls. Have you ever seen that stupid movie? She was no. the blonde in that. Um, Melissa Sage Miller. Yeah, she's very cute, likable. She's she's great. And you're almost like, why does she like this creep? Like the yeah. entire time you're watching the movie. but Because he's sweet to her. That's yes, it. He's exactly. nice to her. You and know? like she does not know about his weird... No doll relationship yeah. he has and it's funny it, it, because you think about couples and toxic mm. relationships and toxic couples it's literally three people just one of them is not living <laughs> technically but it's like he's in yeah. a relationship with two women one of them's made of rubber so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so so strange and what there was even a there was a tv series uh i forget the name of it that was great it was a comedy yeah. with um and i can't remember who the name is uh 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 but it was it was the same thing, but it was a girl who finds her boyfriend's sex doll and becomes friends with it. Oh, oh, I've seen that. But that's more I like a drama. It. It's not a horror. No, it's film. a com I mean, it's yeah, a dark comedy, comedy, but it's more yeah. comedy. It's not a horror. No. at all. She becomes friends with her boyfriend's sex doll. Yeah, Love Object is horrific. It's, there's violence. Yes. There's blood. Yes. There's it's it's there's creepy yeah. moments. It's um, it's just kind of that parallel. It's kind of that that opposite of how you have a guy with a sex doll, and this and this could get really creepy. You have a girl with a sex doll. This gets funny. Yeah, you know? it's really <laughs> it's his, a lot of the same situation. It's almost like when he's at work and he's on date, going on dates and stuff like that is where it's it's funny. But in mm -hmm. his apartment, mm -hmm. when the doll starts like moving itself around, even though yeah. we don't know if it's alive, it he comes be home one it. day and and the doll's sitting there with a knife in its hand. Yeah, and, it's eerie. And Lisa's Lisa's <laughs> zine that she gave him a copy of her zine is all cut up into pieces on yeah. the you know and laying on the floor. But he's but at some point he starts getting phone calls. Like he hears his phone at his office at his desk ringing, and he picks it up and he and there's no voice on the other end. Like he's obviously schizophrenic or there's something yeah. wrong with him. That's kind of what they're going for with the movie. And, but and there's great. even a subplot of this weird rash that happens. Yeah. That that like if you pay attention to the rash on other people, 
you know, like, the, but they, they don't, they don't like make note of it, but you start to notice other characters that other, have like, this, men and people that, yes, that, yeah. other men that have the same rash that he yeah. starts to get more people need to, uh, to, 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 to check great. out Love Object. It is good. It's really good. Underrated. Yeah. We've said it like three times. I've said it. <laughs> More people need to get yeah. their eyes, especially horror yeah. fans. And like I said, Valentine's Day. Try to find it somewhere and yeah. watch it. Watch it this Valentine's Day or next Valentine's Day or Love Day of any kind. Don't Very watch romantic. It on Who cares? It's a great <laughs> <Yes>. movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's romantic. It's a romantic film. <laughs> All right. My last pick here. My last one. Another very contemporary movie came out uh -huh. three, four years ago, and that is the 2020 Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. The last film I saw before the quarantine. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the couple or relationship, toxic relationship, toxic couple in this movie is Cecilia or C, I think is like for short is what they yeah. call her in the movie, and Adrian. Now- this is a very different iteration of the Invisible Man story. This is not Claude Rains' Invisible Man, Universal no. Monsters, which, to plug, still covering Universal Monsters here at Haunted Hangover. We're, we're a couple of movies away from the Invisible Man, the original one. And this might come <laughs> up when we eventually get to that one. But this one... That's my favorite. It's actually, I think, this yeah. is one of my favorites of all the Universals. The Of the old ones? Invisible Man. The original yeah. Invisible Man with Claude Rains? Yeah, it's really... No, nice I mean of, of, like, the monsters. Oh, of all of them. Gotcha. I think that's my favorite of the films, even though Makes it's... Sense. It is you know, good. It's more sci-fi yeah. than horror, yeah. but, yeah, it's on the, on the cusp. Um, mm. But this movie, uh, in a nutshell, is literally about what if a woman was dating a scientist who was controlling, abusive, locked you in the home, jealous, terrible, terrible human being, and he had the power to turn invisible because he's like the CEO of a, I think it's like a tech company or something like that, and he creates yeah. the, the suit that turns you invisible. And there's more to the story. The guy fakes his death and he comes back and, and, and you, it's all big ruse to kind of get back at her and make people think she's crazy. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to focus it too much because I really want to focus on the relationship in the movie. Um, but, dude, there is some great use of empty space in the movie, oh. like without using... Oh any special effects like there's scenes in the movie where elizabeth moss because again i didn't even say that but elizabeth moss and um oliver jackson cohen is he's adrian the invisible man in the movie and she's uh cecilia um there are scenes in the movie where she's just in an empty room nothing is moving and she just feels like there's somebody there the opening scene oh, i want i have that in my bedroom. notes that's Dude. it. Dude, yeah. this film is a masterclass. Yes. It is an absolute masterclass in paranoid cinematography. A hundred percent. The very first scene of the movie, just the way they're shooting, you're already looking for things in the dark. And I want to focus on that scene because that yeah. scene basically lays out their relation relationship. Yep. So Cecilia or C is basically trying to escape this her home. Front and trying to escape his clutches, and she's trying to. She got it. She has her bag. She drugs him to knock him out, 
and she's trying to make sure the dog doesn't make any noise or wake him up, which is another great scene where the little the dog's mm-hmm. looking at her. She's like, calm down, relax, buddy. And then she tries to run. He springs to like basically to life while he's all messed up and drugged, chases her out of the house, just mm-hmm. shows up. He's almost like the invisible man before he even gets into the suit. <laughs> like, and just the way they and what I like about him, the guy, Oliver Jackson Cohen, he was in a Haunting on Hill House, and he was great in that. He's one of the, he's like the brother, the one of the younger brothers who has problems. And mm-hmm. this movie, dude, he is just he is scary. Even yes. like like you think like horrible O.J. Simpson levels of like scariness when it comes to this. And O.J. Simpson, I'm levels. being honest, dude. Like he literally punches like a glass with his it fist, does. and you know is lunging at her. Like he wants to hurt her. And he's yeah. like, you're not leaving me. Like, you're mine. That's he. She is his possession. Yep. And the rest if of I the movie. If I can't have you, nobody will. Exactly. Yep. And the rest of the movie, the fact that he is able to come up with this whole scheme to set her up and use her because she kind of fucked him over in his eyes is great. And then, they're, they're, and then basically, I don't want to spoil it because it's a new movie, too, and the ending the suit comes into play when she tries yeah. to get back to back at him and stuff like that. But when they do focus on the special effects, also fantastic. Like him covered, I think in paint or yeah. blood or something. I know blood's hollow man, uh, but another great, great invisible man movie. Um, a creepy. But, that's yeah, a rapey. Invisible yeah, that's man a rapey movie. invisible man. This one more is like an abusive husband, invisible man. Um, the special effects, the suit looks like a giant golf ball. Like, because I think there's, I think there's, no, it's the fire extinguisher, I think is what she, she hits him with that. You see all the little like holes on the suit. But yeah, yeah. They're all mini cameras and mini yes. and mini screens. It's so all that light. It's actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually, it's, it's showing you what's behind it. Cause the cameras are kind of taking what's behind him and recording it and playing it on the front and all around at all times. You know, that's kind of how the suit's working. Yeah, and and there's like, um, and then even and even in the movie, like with the whole relationship stuff, she's she's friends with a guy who's a father, a single father, and he's yeah. like this great dude. And the entire time you're watching the movie, you're like, why isn't she with him? Like you're watching it, like it's just her friend. But yeah. you're just like, why aren't you dating this? Like, because he's like a, she's one scared of those, to death. That's why. Yeah, exactly. She's it's like she's got this like great guy in front of her. But she wants to be with the abusive, like she was with the abusive dude for so long. You know, it's almost like women that are in abusive relationships and don't realize it until it's too late. And the guys. Well, the movie's also about her personal self-esteem and how she doesn't feel like she's worth it to anybody else. Yeah, he puts her down a lot and and all that stuff. And even at the very end, he knows how to work her. Kind of like Rosemary's Baby. Because at yep. the very end where, you know... He knows how to say what she needs yeah, to say. Yeah, exactly. He, say he knows how to say what she needs to hear to do what he wants her to do. Exactly. He knows how to manipulate. And it's, I, it, I, I think... It, go ahead. No, and like I said, I think that the, the use of an abusive spouse, whatever, significant other in this case, I don't think they're married, actually. I think they're just in a relationship. Um, and to use that plot or something that's very real... And then turn it into an Invisible Man movie, like as a script, is genius. I think it is. It's like I never would have thought that. I like, do think that's you know? the only downfall of the movie, though. Mm. I feel like if the movie wasn't an invisible, like it's an Invisible Man movie. Yeah, you know, 
So you go into the movie knowing there's going to be an invisible man. But I think if the movie had a different name and it wasn't known as an Invisible Man movie, I think the strongest thing about the movie was the fact that they really did set up how well, how much she could be crazy and 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 yeah. uh, uh, envision and just hallucinating all this. But the fact that the name of the movie is The Invisible Man, you yeah. already know that she's not imagining this. And there really is an Invisible Man. <laughs> but, but... They did it so well that even knowing the name of the movie, you still question, is this guy really there or or not? Exactly. Like you're questioning whether there's – and that's how good it is. And she's like, – like you're rooting for her from the beginning too. Yeah. Like from yes, the very are. beginning, you're the totally whole movie you're rooting for. You know? you, because you know But you do question on. if she's crazy quite a few times until you see that his... the movie's called yeah. An Invisible Man. <laughs> but until you see him in the suit, you're like – I, no, and, dude, I think, and when you I, see him in the suit, it looks eerie. It's scary. I the think suit. the moment with, is with her sister in the restaurant. That's oh, where dude. you're like, okay, it's official. That's a great scene. That's a great. <laughs> yes, and it shows you how this, she's not imagining this anymore. <laughs> and it's got some good twist. I don't want to really say right now that happens like, towards the end and who actually is the Invisible Man and yada yada. Yeah. But yeah, the whole relationship from beginning to end, toxic through and through yes. toxic couple from the very the first minute of the movie mm -hmm. so i wanted to mention that here also what's his name lee winnell he's directing winnell. the wolfman now mm. so oh. i am curious give him, give him the dark universe All let him yeah let him and james Wan. i think james Wan's company bought the yeah. rights to it i think they have the rights now let him do it let lee winnell and james wan just kill it let him let him Dude. do it I'm, and you i know and I, I bet you there'll be some subtext in the wolfman i don't know what 100%. but there'll be something 100%. to make it not just a dude's turning into a wolf yeah kind of like what he did you know with what? the invisible man so and then you know what they're doing a good job making their own universe with the conjuring stuff it may it is what it is whether yeah. you like the movies or not they're doing a good job with it and they're making successful mm -hmm. good well-made movies they may not be actually scary i don't think they're very scary I think, no they're not but they're just but, great movies but but the whole universe we're at like eight or nine movies already and it just happened like then just two nun yeah. movies there's three conjurings you got you know and there's all the, there's that tall man movie that's coming he's good at the universe thing yeah. already I'm, give it I'm, to him if they go this direction with the universal monsters like oh, the invisible I'm man now, now the wolf man if they're this style of film and mm -hmm. they're well made like this keep making them i can't wait to see what dracula yeah. will become what creature from the black lagoon i think would be a sick one like if they were able yep. to kind of really make it a kind of sm a small movie because that's what this is it's not a big movie it's kind no, of a small not. kind of no it's not a big giant set pieces or anything like that the invisible gas ladder yeah. that's what the movie is. it's it's great and i can't <laughs> wait is. for it awesome. I, I think the wolfman comes out later this year i think wow, that's early I think so man blumhouse man they they it's Blumhouse and they, James they, Wan. They turn them over. Dude, yep. shoot it in three months, edit in three months, movie's out. <laughs> so yep. that's my uh, that's my last pick, The Invisible Man 2020. Mm -hmm. Another movie I think people forget about and more people should be watching. Yep. I love it, dude. I've seen it at least three or four times. I think it's fucking great. I've actually only saw it the, with the once in the theater. Really? Oh, nice. I have the Blu-ray. I just haven't like put it on. Revisited, watch it dude. So good. I'm going. I, I watched it maybe like two or three months ago. I just put it on. I was like, this movie's nice. so good. So good. It's, it's excellent. <laughs> It's one of those movies where, like, I felt like the feeling I had in the theater. Yeah. I don't want to lose that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, part of me is like, is it going to be as good at home video? Knowing that, knowing it's that, knowing good. what it is, knowing the ending and everything, is it still going to work? But 
So it's that, so that's good. part of the only reason I haven't watched it again. <laughs> Last uh, pick. Okay. Last pick. This is where we go. It's not a horror movie at all, but it is horror adjacent. Um, this, I wouldn't call this a basic bitch pick, but it is, <laughs> this is definitely my most popular and well-known of them all. Um, natural born killers. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I don't think that you expected me to pick this, but when I said it, you had no surprises. Whether you're like, yep, hundred, yep, you've he's always been a champion of natural this, born killers. <laughs> this natural born killers is probably in my it's in my top ten films of all time. Yeah, I know I've love watched it, yeah. I've watched this so many times. I have it memorized when Bef- I was in high. Before you uh, move forward, I want to say one thing. This is a movie. I've probably only ever seen from beginning to end maybe twice my entire life. Not that I don't like it. It's just not a movie I go back and watch. I don't think I like, I love it as much as you do. I do enjoy it, but it's not a movie. I think there's very few people who love it as much as I do. And and I think it's a great, I think it's a great movie, but I just, it's not something I revisit that often. Funny enough. Um, I know it, but it's just not something I watch a lot. I watch this so often. And when I, and now this came out in 94. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was I had just started freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched this movie so much when I was bored in school, I could watch it in my head. Wow. <laughs> because I knew the dialogue that well. I knew the scenes so well, the cuts, I could just go through the whole like one of those movies where you joke and say, I could act it out. I could act this out. I know it so well. It's been a few years since I've watched it, honestly. And that's why it hasn't like whenever we come up, whenever we talk about top tens or top best movies, it doesn't come up because it's one of those movies that I forget about. But then when I do remember it and I start thinking about like, oh, man, this <laughs> this was like formative for me. Yeah. It, you know, um, in my opinion, the director's cut is like perfect from beginning to end. I I absolutely love it. And uh, I'm I'm. I get lost in the film and so I, I can see the film from a sometimes I, there's some movies when I get lost in them, I see them from the character's perspective. Midsummer was one of them. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the film, I wanted to jump up and cheer for Donnie, for Danny. <laughs> yeah. Like I was so happy that she was happy <laughs> by the end oh, of yeah. that. Film. And to me, when I watch this film, Mickey and Mallory's relationship is one of the most romantic relationships ever put on film. Yeah. You know, um, they, the, the, the love that they have for each other is almost unequivocal, unequaled in film. I'm like, this is like Wesley and buttercup. It's like forest, (laughs) forest, forest and Jenny, like that type of love that they had for each other, you know, Morticia and Gomez, no one loves each other the way that they love each other. And they take it to a whole different level of, of, of like just sick obsession and love with each other. No one exists in the world but each other, you know. Um, and and that to me is the hook of the film. All of the stuff that Oliver Stone put in there is phenomenal. I love his takedown of the media and the news cycles and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But to me, the core of the film is – like, you know, you know, this was written by Quentin Tarantino originally. Yeah, he hates it, too. <laughs> he, yeah, because he tried to film it. He tried to make yeah. his own originally. Yeah. Him and he had a friend of his who was going to direct it. And the original script was based on Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah. Uh, and that was the main thing where I think that the film was mostly his expose that's in the movie. 
that's the move. That's the original script is Robert Jenny Jr.'s character telling the story of Mickey and Mallory through this exploitative, like tabloid TV show. And Oliver Stone took it and made it about Mickey and Mallory becoming the heroes that leads to him making them tabloid superstars, you know? And honestly, I feel like it's a better story, you know? Um, Tim Roth and Steve Buscemi were both, were both uh, 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 in the running to play Robert Downey Jr.'s character. <laughs> and Tarantino told them both, if you do this movie, I will never cast you again. Wow. What a th- <laughs> what I'll a threat. never work with you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is the cinematographer on this film who who was basically tortured going through this because he thought that Oliver Stone was nuts and they were doing too much work and like his his brother had fallen into a coma while they were shooting and he was breaking up with his wife like the cinematographer was going through hell during this and he hates the final cut of it he hates what Oliver Stone was doing yeah. he became Tarantino's cinematographer uh, it, all came, it all comes <laughs> back around then wow. it's crazy but to roll it back to get to them it's a Bonnie and Clyde story um, essentially what happens is for the, for the few who have not seen this or younger viewers, Mickey and Mallory Knox fall in love at first sight. Mickey, uh, Mallory is being abused by her, sexually abused by her father, who's played by Rodney Dangerfield. And Mickey comes back and he, 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 he father has Mickey arrested. He breaks out of jail to kidnap, to take Mallory away with him. And they kill her father and let her little brother go. Uh, now running from the law, the two of them, I think they, since they stole his car, they steal the father's car and they drive down highway 666, killing random people, stealing, (laughs) robbing, murdering, whatever, for whatever reasons they, they deem, they deem fit. 52 murders later, they're finally caught. (laughs) They finally get caught and um, they're caught in a shootout at a pharmacy. Mallory had gotten had gotten bit by a snake. And so they're at a pharmacy looking for anti-venom. And the police realize that they're there because the pharmacist like hit the emergency, whatever. Cops show up, big shootout. Now they go to jail. Now it turns into a whole different movie. And it's about them in prison being separated for a year now. And we have a Charles Manson style interview happening the day after the Super Bowl. Coincidentally, today yeah. is the day after the Super Bowl. Um, so the day after the Super Bowl, Robert Downey Jr. is going to have the um, uh, in the Charles Manson style interview with Mallory with Mickey Knox, and he says something, and what he says gets the inmates all riled up, and they just spontaneously start a riot. So Mickey decides to take it upon himself, fine, he's going to join in on the riot and he's going to go get Mallory and they're going to break out. He takes the whole camera crew hostage (laughs) and they shoot their way through the prison until they get Mallory, save her and shoot their way out of the prison. Along the way is Tom Sizemore and Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs) That's ridiculous. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yes, and (laughs) all these amazing, amazing, amazing actors in some of the most despicable roles that they've ever played, you know? And it almost, it's it's almost the capstone of it where the fact that everyone is so horrible, including Tom Sizemore's cop, who we see him kill a hooker just so he can get into their heads. Yeah, he's crazy. Because he wants to know what they've done, you know? Yeah. 
they're so horrible people around them that Mickey and Mallory almost seem like the normal ones. Yeah. Because everyone else is so completely insane, you know? And I think that's what makes their love story feel so authentic, that Mm -hmm. everyone's nuts. (laughs) You know, they're just fighting against this system together. Yeah, you know? I, you know what's funny when I remember I remember seeing Devil's Rejects for the first time, and I was like, uh-huh. "Zombie must like natural born killers because it's kind oh, of what dude. he was doing. 100%. He wanted you to have sympathy for the the bad guys that mm-hmm. you see them do terrible stuff, but then by the end of it, the cop is worse than them. He's worse than them. So it's yep. like I, I remember watching. I was like, "This is like natural born killers. It's a mm-hmm. similar, similar, similar vibe." So yeah. That's nah, a good one. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones has a cousin in the the uh, oh, what's the, the warden in um, Cell Block in the war? Uh, what's it? Uh, Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine. Well, with Vince Vaughn, that's great. Yes. Yeah, it's a great movie. That's Tommy Lee Jones. That's his cousin. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. That's a great <laughs> totally. movie too. Great, great movie. Not a toxic couple, but a very good movie. No. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to rewatch. I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in a while. It, it, I'm mm. in need of a rewatch. Like I need to sit down it's, and watch it. I have it. I own a copy of it. I just yeah. It's just watch one of those the movies. director's cut. That's what director's, I have. Yeah, make sure it's a director's cut. It's a totally different movie. I've seen it with you. Maybe I think I've seen it. I've seen it once by myself. Mm. I remember renting it a long time ago. I think I watched yeah. it with you, and that's it. Maybe I watched it three times. Maybe I watched it when I bought a DVD of it years ago, which I think I, that's the one I still have. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a long, wow. long time since I've. Like, I think I haven't seen the movie maybe in like ten years. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I, I'm so. gonna say it's probably been about that long since I've watched it too. But like yeah. I said, I I could go through the whole movie in my head right now. Yeah, this <laughs> inspired just... me to rewatch it. <laughs> you yeah. talking about it? Because I was like, I haven't watched Natural Born Killers in a long time. You know what it is with me too. Speaking of movies that Quentin Tarantino, real quick, there's like. True romance, natural born killers. I've always been more of like a true romance guy. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what always, I think. Always, it, always more, more natural born killers. Yeah. This was always my. Uh, was, I think that's what it is because I know I know true romance. Speaking of couples, not really toxic because yeah. they love each other in that movie. So do Mickey and Mallory though. They um, do, so it's but a similar it's, it's dynamic. Their, it's yeah. but the thing is, is that their love, them doing yeah. whatever it takes to be together. Yeah it creates the toxic behavior. Like it's a toxic relationship wherein if they had never met each other, their lives would be completely different. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Mallory Mallory probably would have been killed by her father eventually. And, and Mickey, who knows, because he was just a delivery guy, Mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't really a criminal until he met her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she wasn't a criminal until she it's met like him. They were the, like they when they met, it just things just got yes. insane. Like they were just not good for each other, but they are good for each yeah. other. I guess exactly it makes sense. You know, and 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 <laughs> they have this kind of this relationship where it's it it feels almost like Mickey's controlling her at times, but then you have other times where you realize she's just as terrible as he is. Yeah, you know, because he does cross the line a few times, and she leaves him at some point. She walks away, and then she walks away from him, and she goes and kills some other guy you know yeah. while he's while he's literally raping some prisoner was some the woman that they kidnapped he's raping her in the hotel room she goes and gets laid by some random dude and then shoots him in the face <laughs> for no just because he didn't make her come fast enough yeah so like she's i don't even remember you know, that scene so oh yeah yeah i've got like well, i said i'm gonna watch it him, again well the, him raping her it's a quick shot it's only in yeah. the director's cut 
Okay. There is like a quick flash of what he's doing in the hotel room. And you see the girl scream and him jump on top of her. Mm, It's like, it's a, it's, it's like half a second flash, but the audio does all the work for you. So you know what's happening. And it's only in the director's cut. That's why I say you have to see it because there's a lot of little, little shots like that. It's only about two minutes longer than the original. But they used alternate takes throughout the film. Mm, I got There's watch alternate it. <laughs> takes and in individual ten frames here, four frames there, and it made all the difference. Yeah, you know? I'm gonna watch it soon. It's it, it, yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm in need. I'm in need of another uh, to revisit <laughs> it. Um, to wrap up the show here. Mm. Yep. We'll each pick one couple mm. from from the group. So out of my three, what you yep. going with, Manny? Who you going with? Rosemary's Baby. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to run down the Rosemary's Baby, Midsummer, or Invisible Man. Rosemary's yeah, Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. That is, it's one of my favorite, another one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. I've, I've watched it a thousand, thousand times. Yeah. And, and I love John Cassavetes and Rosemary. Yeah. Can't they're, go wrong. Can't go wrong. They're, with they're that a one. great couple. They are actually yeah. a really good, good couple together. Yeah. You know, and you do feel for, you feel for Rosemary in the end. And, Mm, yeah, he you feel for her through the whole movie. He fucked up. He's an idiot. He fucked up. He's an idiot. <laughs> yep, he's a dummy. <laughs> he's a dumb dumb. Uh, I'm going Don't with mind. Love Object. Love Object fresh. Love and- Object. <laughs> that, that, love Object. <laughs> just because as much as I love the other, you know, I love Fresh and I do, like I said, I need to rewatch Natural Born Killers. Dude, mm. Love Object is underrated, man. So wait, minute, a so wait a minute. Here's the question. Is the, the relationship between him and the doll or him and her, or is it the trio? The trio. I think the trio? that's just a mess. That's the, that's the couple just, you're picking? Just the way the movie ends, it's just a mess. Like, I know we didn't talk about the ending, but the way that movie ends, and it's a pretty fucked up ending, very much like a trio. They all were messing up there at the end. And then just kind of yeah. him at the very end of it, too. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, all of them. Just that that whole situation is just fucked up and toxic. So there you go. So th- those are the winners. Love Object mm. and Rosemary's Baby. There you go. Mm. But yeah, let's, let's, let's close out the show here. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. If you're listening to this after the fact, if you jumped in here for two seconds and left, whatever. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. You can listen Day. to it later. Yes. It'll be on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Share it with the one you love. Get yeah. them, go to a nice restaurant, light a candle, put on some Barry White or whatever gets people excited. Watch Ooh. Love Object. Watch, watch, Rose watch Mary's Love Baby. Object and listen to Portis Head. That's there that you go. <laughs> that'll, that'll get the juices flowing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and as always, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com for links to everything, including our Patreon page which features bonus content. Maybe we'll cover Love Object in the future for Patreon. That would be a nice little Patreon exclusive there. Get people to go over there. Um, And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is... Oh, wait, you got to review us. Yes, rate and review us. Don't forget to rate and review us and all of that, all of that good stuff. You know, this way your sex doll knows what you do and do not like, and and your and your creepy stalker who's following your 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 feed, your phone feed knows knows what podcast to put on for their for their love that looks like you. Don't anger the uh, the sex doll. Yes, (laughs) and always remember the best cure for a hangover is more booze. 
catch you guys later.